and welcome back to uh, the fourth episode of Catch Your Pepper. How are you doing, Pesk? I'm good, Patrizia. How are you? I'm doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well. You seem doing amazingly. Why are you so happy this week, Pesk? What happened this week? I'm incredibly happy also because I got a new look. Got an all new look for Pesk. What changed in your look? I see you have a couple of new lenses. Exactly, I got four eyes now, as they say. Basically, I am the Clark Kent of uh, San Salvario right now. They call you four eyes. Uh, can you explain to our foreign friends what does it mean? It means that uh, when you have two lenses plus your eyes, it makes four eyes. So, quattro occhi. Quattro occhi, quattro occhi, which is also a very famous, I think, yeah, person that did something. Referee from the 90s, probably. Yes, yeah, a referee from the 90s who went to Iraq or something. So, we're back. We're back. Really exciting week for Italian Serie A international culture, but somebody didn't think so. Who didn't think so? Maurizio Sarri, which is currently playing with his Naples against Lipsia. It's 0-0 for now. You're probably going to listen to this podcast tomorrow. So the or Lipsia, an amazing ex- experiment in the German Football League. You know the experiment? Tell me more. Well, there was a, a team that was bought by Red Bull and uh, basically they built a team out of like youngsters and young play people and uh, really good um, actually they were qualified for the Champions League I arrived third in their uh, could you name one player? well Gulaxi the goalkeeper uh, you, you, know, you know your stuff you know your stuff and uh, in particular the, um, the striker Polsen is, uh, is really good but in general all in all they're a really good team I think they, it's going to be a tough match for Napoli in particular because they don't care. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. Why they don't care? Because Maggio and Tonelli are playing. <laughs> That's a good answer, actually. <laughs> why, do, why do you think that Sari doesn't, doesn't care? Well, actually, Sari said... Uh, uh, basically, uh, Sari said that he didn't watch Juventus against Tottenham, the most anticipated game, also from Calcio Pepper, from here. We talked about it a week ago. You want to comment on this? I was forecasting 1-1, the result was 2-2. What, what was the impression at the stadium? I was at the stadium, uh, I was at the stadium and uh, it was, uh, was, was really strange, but before going to that, I, would, I would just uh, wanted to comment the uh, attitude of Sarri, who told the press that he didn't care about Juventus versus Tottenham, so he, because he said, I'd rather watch Manchester City against Basilea, but in reality, who wants to watch Manchester City against Basilea? It's like you already know the end of a, of the, of a book and you read it anyways. What was the score of Manchester City Basilea? It's 4-0, 4-0 for Manchester City. What was the score of Liverpool uh, uh, against who? Porto. Porto. What was the score? I think we can ask our friends from home. People from Nairobi. <laughs> People from Nairobi. <laughs> Tell us. No, it's actually 5-0. 5-0. And uh, Salah scored one goal. and uh, Many goals. Many goals. So, we're here basically talking about Napoli and Sarri. Yeah, but I mean, because Sarri was acting like a hater. And this is something that our friends... Haters gonna hate. Our friends from outside of Italy, they should, uh, they should really understand this culture. Patrizio is from Juventus, he's a Juventus supporter. So I'm a Juventus supporter. One is against uh, Juventus, he's against the football in general. Exactly, this is the way I feel. Not, not really, actually, I'm actually from Naples. I just thought it was interesting how he, he answered the questions to the, the, the chronisti, saying... Uh, Who that the chronisti? The journalist, the media. And uh, this is just... Uh, and he feels like entitled to say so. 
like to completely disdain another football team from his country in a very challenging, uh, uh, very challenge, challenging match between Juventus and Tottenham it was really equal. I was at the stadium. I already predicted a very tight match, Pesk. Yeah, 62 percent ball possession. For I think it was actually yes. 62, 62. Around 67 actually And I also checked Basically Tottenham made Around 650 passes Against Juventus Which were like Under 300 It was like 290 So Tottenham completely outplayed Juve I mean This happened also because Juventus scored The first two goals In the first nine minutes Nine minutes Too early Do you think it was too early? It was definitely too early But it was a good early So who cares The problem with Juve Is that in the end They didn't keep the ball at all As I was we were saying the other time the other the, the last episode Juventus has this very boring ball possession kind of game it's being defensive and offensive at the same time not really offensive at all uh, I'll why, why she, it's not offensive because basically uh, that she's where that she it's not offensive they're very they're very polite they're very polite they always say good morning and everything I mean Allegri just he rather have he thinks that the best way to defend is to, to, to have the ball well, 62%, 67%. Exactly. So what happened against uh, Tottenham is that uh, we didn't even play like that. Usually we keep the ball and we don't do anything. Sometimes we give the ball to Dybala or Douglas Costa or Bernardeschi and we'll see what happens. Or maybe Jesse Wayne. This time we didn't even have the ball. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, our defenders, when they were having the ball, they were, were, they were conquering a ball once in a while, like Benatia and Chiellini, they felt more comfortable to shoot it away rather than to give it to Kedira. And you know why? Kedira sucks. Kedira sucks. He's really bad. I don't think anybody wants to uh, have anything to do with Kedira in general. Uh, especially this year. Uh, he's but six goals. He scored six goals. Uh, Which threw in a match that I was there. Exactly, and this tells you the level of Italian Serie A or uh, those those teams we played against. But we are here not only about talking about football, but we here also talk about Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics, where the curling Italian team won three matches so far. So pretty good job, guys. Do you know? Do you know anybody in the, the team? Uh, Spazza Scopa. Great name for a, for a curling person. <laughs> and uh, Lancia Pietra. Well, Lancia Pietra, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, uh, they, uh, and I'm sure they're real names. Uh, and our friends from Nairobi and uh, Sydney, by the way, a lot of people from Sydney following this uh, podcast, Pesk. How do you feel? I'm so proud, guys. Guys, thank you so much. Keep following us. Also, people from Verona. They were impressed last time with our uh, Pellissier uh, so SP. We need to talk about some food today. What, what is going to be the, the, the dish of the day? Fabrizio, today is your recipes, is your masterclass. What it is? Well, I just wanted to surprise everybody and to make one of the classics that we do in Naples, but inspired by the Milanese tradition. What it is? It's a special Milanese cotoletta, Bobovieri cotoletta Milanese. Did I already say Milanese? Why? It's a Bobovieri cotoletta. We're going to explain during the podcast what do we need. But just right now, write down now the ingredients. You need some uh, cotoletta. Uh, How do you say cotoletta in English? Cotolet. Uh, cotoletta is, is basically just a piece of chicken, bre- chicken breast. You, you get a nice chicken breast, right? Or a turkey breast. Yeah. But you have to slice it very thin. And then you get, if you're two, 
let's get two eggs and then let's get one eggs per person. One egg per person. Okay. Yes, yes, and then you get pan grattato. What? Which is basically some um, sort of um, bread. It's a bread dust, okay? Uh-huh. Or bread crust. We're gonna find out during the podcast. So basically, it's when you got like some old bread and you scrape it on the on the cheese scraper, for example. Then you obtain pan grattato. It's really important in the Italian cuisine food to to have this pan grattato. You got many dishes: frittura and cotoletta la milanese. You look much smarter with these glasses, Pascal. To say that, can you say it again? Cotoletta. Cotoletta. Guy is gonna get a Pulitzer. Uh, so yes, and uh, and when we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lead you we're gonna lead you through the, the recipe making and some Boba Vieri highlights from uh, so, his amazing career. So first of all, why were you inspired by Boba Vieri? Well, I think I need another glass, another glass of beer to talk about it. But uh, what was what what did it mean for you, Boba Vieri? I think I think Bobo Vieri uh, was is um, one of is one of us Bobo Vieri. He's, he's not from Milan. What if God was one of us? He was playing for us in Milan. <laughs> I hope not, actually. Uh, you know, Bobo Vieri represents a little bit what we believed that the nineties uh, held for Italy. A lot of cheeks, money. And chicks again, and also money, and some Godoletto Milanese. Bobo Vieri moved from Inter Mil- from uh, Lazio to Inter Milan in 1999 for the 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 for 90 miliardi, which is where like uh, 45 million euro. Exactly, it was the biggest uh, the biggest amount of money ever moved, and uh, also Simeone moved for 30 millions from in the same exchange from uh, Asi from uh, from Lazio to from Inter Milan to Lazio. But what's interesting is that that really represented the the whole uh, Italian dream, you know? What is the Italian dream? The, the Italian dream of uh, money making in the big Milano city. Well, he was in Milan, but he was also in Torino for a while, he was in Rome, he was in Madrid, he was a Giramondo, he went to Monaco. Yes, what do you think about this career? career? In general, he moved many clubs. It was yeah, if, I, if I to comment on the, the Cotoletta Milanese thing, I would say that uh, I was inspired by the fact that he moved from uh, Lazio to Milano, and I feel like that everybody in Italy wanted to have the piece of Cotoletta, you know. <laughs> and uh, he didn't win anything with uh, with the Inter Milan. It just it's called, because Juventus was stealing everything. Uh, was uh, was stealing talents uh, like Cannavaro in exchange of Carini, and was stealing uh, or blocking referees uh, inside the This is a bunch of lies. It's true, guys. Search it. Juventus referee locker room. This is bullshit. This is just uh, okay. We're gonna have an, an entire episode uh, to make sure that we reflect the reality. In the meantime, Napoli is still uh, is still tying with the the Red Bull team from Germany. And Atalanta lost 3-2 against uh, Borussia Dortmund. Exactly. But uh, if we have to if we have to go back to um, first of all, I think we we need to get another glass of beer. So yes, and we need to start with cooking as well. Yes. I would say yes. at least preparing the eggs and so on. So, a glass of beer for us, Patrizio. So, what do you think went, went wrong with Juventus? I think, you know... So, we scored, we scored two goals. Higuain was doing an amazing job. I think, actually, the first, uh, the first, uh, the first goal was an amazing mistake from, uh, 
from Tottenham because you can't leave uh, Higuain alone after the first minute and the second one was huge mistake as well for the penalty and also there was another penalty at the end of the, the, the 45 minute but the reality after we scored two goals uh, Pochettino shown his own uh, his own strength, his vision, because I'm sure he's cut off the best player. Because Tottenham, uh, uh, Pesco, what do you think was the was the strategy of Tottenham? I mean, what were you did you watch the game a little bit? Partially the highlights. So, I, I, how did you think they played with us, like to, the formation? To be honest, from I really always, Cheers. I really always appreciate Tottenham for the the way they play. They're really aggressive. Uh, they reflect Pochettino's style for sure. Gege pressing. They use a lot of gege pressing. Uh, uh, Pochettino borrowed it from Klopp from the times of uh, from the times of Borussia, and uh, it was amazing how, uh, in a moment of despair, he decided to he decided to play his team with the two. I think it was uh, two, three, five. So basically, five people on the line of defense of Juventus, which was four defenders, three people in the middle between the defenders and the and the and the, and the midfielder. And uh, this meant that uh, there were so many passes between uh, the defenders and the midfield. It was everything was so offensive, and Kedira, Kedira couldn't get uh, could get a damn. Well, a bit uh, Tottenham is a bit uh, the uh, the Napoli of uh, of the Premier League, I would say, because they play a beautiful game. They are the first of the normal teams, meaning they don't have a, an extra budget as all the others or as Juventus in Italy. Um, I think for the first time, the thing is that uh, everybody in Italy. Tottenham. Peculiarity about Tottenham, they have Jewish origins. I was about to say the same, Pesk, but uh, you took the risk and you said it. But uh, so, um, what, I, what I was saying is that, uh, and in the meantime, we break the eggs. It has to be very clean. And this super clean guy. Very clean, your bowl. Oh, an egg went away. Yes. And I'm opening the other egg, like just like Bobo Vieri uh, broke the heart of uh, Elisabetta Canalis, which is a showgirl from the 90s in Italy. Super hot chick. You can actually Google her. This, this actually, this is uh, her. Elisabetta Canalis. It's very. Uh, and we can uh, we can make the spelling for you, which is, uh, I think I, L. Okay, later maybe. Um, Fabrizio is really good with spelling. I'm, I want, I want couple of spelling. Uh, spelling competition back in Italy. Yeah. In Romania. Cuplacere. <laughs> Cuplacere. And then, then with the egg, you just, just shake it. Shake it like a real bro. Shake it like a real shake bro. It, shake, 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 shake it. Shake, shake yes. it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it like a real bro. <laughs> and then it's basically you have to, you have to, you have to it stare. Reminds, it reminds me a bit the... Juventus within the Tottenham. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of Eriksen between the lines of Juventus defense. That you interview Eriksen, as you told Actually, me many times. Yes, I told you many times. <laughs> uh, I interviewed Eriksen when he was at uh, a young teenager. A young teenager at Amsterdam was five years ago. He was playing for Ajax, and uh, I can I can tell you I can tell you that uh, he had a dream. He wanted to play in Italy for a special team pass. Napoli. <laughs> no. Milan. No. Avellino. Yes. No, not really. Tota, he, he wanted to play for AS Roma. Oh. Roma Capitale. Well. Because he loved Totti. Well. Think about it. This Danish dude. He was he was very shy and it was it was extremely funny the whole thing because I went with a friend of mine, another colleague journalist, 
went to interview him and uh, the contact was his the guy was Danish too, my friend and then he was like, no worries Patrizio, now I'm gonna take the lead and he started to have conversation in Danish and Alexander was like, we shouldn't have it in English because the guy doesn't speak Danish. He's like, it's okay, okay, who gives a fuck? <laughs> but I decided to have this conversation in Danish and I was there. And then I was acting as photographer. And uh, I, honestly, I, did, I didn't really know how to take pictures. And then uh, I had to make this photo shoot with Ericsson. And then I was just like, okay, now Ericsson, uh, please look down. And he was looking, I have the pictures I can show you. And he was looking down, so sad. This <laughs> now is, they look up, this is like looking up. These yes. guys are for you. Days of the Future Past, by narrated by Fabrizio. <laughs> yes, yes, Egmanetus Pesk. But, uh, I mean, Eriksen, he took the lead of the match, uh, but also was impressed by Harry Kane. Okay, I amazing player, amazing player. I think everybody, guys, you guys listening from the UK, I think everybody in the Premier League is overrated, actually, maybe besides Guardiola. But I have to tell you, Harry Kane, I, see it, I saw it as a very humble player, okay, I was at the stadium. Very humble. And, and I saw that he was moving so much. He was not just, uh, just being like a centre forward, which I think Tottenham needs, because uh, all the other players are moving. But Harry Kane was playing just like he was a sort of a trequartista sometimes. He was coming back and uh, this was really not easy for Chiellini and Benatia because uh, they didn't have uh, punti di riferimento, like point Chiellini, of reference. really bad match. I think Chiellini didn't do bad, uh, well, but uh, for he sure lost, he, made... he lost Kane on the first goal and uh, he, he procured the second penalty no okay but when you think about Chiellini you have to think uh, about the giant transformer that is composed by different power rangers if you know what I mean so the guy doesn't have full control of himself and then now without Ben Bonucci this thing is a continuous disaster okay he doesn't know where to get the ball yet Juventus what was surprising of Juventus this year we didn't get goals for 17 games in a row and now we concede to Tottenham which I think is okay but I think it's bad to concede two goals if you're an Italian team with tradition pass. You know what's the Italian tradition pass? Well, you lost against Bayern Munich. Yeah, but it was like three years ago, man. Yeah, but, but you lose difference. We had the Vidal, maybe, actually. Fortunately, no. Uh, some teams are not winners uh, outside of Italy, but... Never, so, uh, okay. uh, who do you support? Because it's not clear yet to our uh, friends. Uh, the last Italian winner of a Champions League. Oh, so you're, uh, you're coming out? <laughs> You support Inter Milan? I'm not a supporter, I'll define myself as a, a person with deep interest. Actually, I, I fell in love with Mourinho, I fell in love with Leonardo. I never had... Leonardo? That. Really? You fell in love with I Leonardo? I fell in love <laughs> with Leonardo, but so. he was actually um, the, the coach of uh, Inter Milan. Incredible player. Also incredible player. One of my favorites ever, Leonardo. Okay, but I want to know, so what, what's, what's your highlight with Leonardo at Inter Milan since you're all here? And... Well, I remember how he was putting uh, my Kong. <laughs> no, how he was putting, not my Kong, um, what's the name of the guy? Uh, Nagamoto? No, um, Johnny. Johnny? <laughs> Divino Johnny. Who's Johnny? Uh, come on, the, the, the super... Oh, well, in the meantime, Fabrizio is pouring. Make the sounds. The sounds of... Bread. Oh, yes, too much. Babes. Okay, uh, no, no. Too much pasta You probably put it like uh, 100 grams on the on a dish. Now let's start cooking. Yes. So what do I do? I get the, first of all, guys, you need to clean your hands. Uh, I'm not doing it because it's special. Don't try this at all. Uh, <laughs> 
So you have to clean your hands first, and then uh, you put the, the the. You take the two two slices of a chicken or yes. turkey, whatever you have, and you put it. The and you first you roll it into the, the bread as it was uh, a pig having a, a fest inside a, a mud uh, a mud lake. And then once all the <laughs> once all the breast, uh, the chicken breast, uh, the yeah, turkey breast. We're talking about chicken breast, okay? The turkey breast uh, is like full with pangratato, the breadcrumbs. Yes. Uh, now that it's full, you put it in the egg. Yes. And you put it the egg and the, the it egg gets soaked, so gets deeply soaked. soaked. You know, the egg is open, right? It's like a sea of eggs, it's like Moses. But then back again in the, with the egg yes. in the breadcrumbs. So yes. another time in the breadcrumbs, it has to go, come and go, come and go. It has to be like you on a Saturday night uh, in your favorite club. You have to go first to the toilet, then to the I, bartender. I think you, don't, you go later to the toilet. <laughs> Well, I would go another time on the eggs. Uh, For Ritz to say no. I don't know. Um, I don't know because otherwise it's little. But um, I'm gonna tell you something, guys. My How many slices do we do for the two of us? I think we do. Uh, I think we do 300 grams. How much is 300 grams? 300 grams is. Uh, In terms of slices. Four slices. Okay. Four slices. Two slices of rice. Perfect. So. What, 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 why does it remind you this dish? I still don't understand Bobo Vieri. Just not for the Milanesita of, uh, uh, of the Cotoletta. It's, it's, you know, uh, it, it has something to remind you about Bobo Vieri, this okay, dish. I, I think it's something that uh, it goes with the, with the fact that, you know, everybody's hungry in Italy and everybody wants a piece of Cotoletta. And Bobo Vieri, can you, can you put closer? Bobo Vieri, uh, Bobo Vieri, I think, wanted to have a bite of the Cotoletta and in the end he had it. He had it. He never won anything. What yeah, did he want? Because he won Scudetto with Juventus in 1996. With Lazio? No. He won Scudetto with Lazio? Not so sure. <laughs> You're not so sure. But I think he did. Actually, probably. No, he did. He did? Did he? I don't remember. Uh, I don't think he did, actually. No, I don't think he did. No, he was already in Milan. Yeah. Uh, so, but you're so doing goals. five chicken breasts. Yes, five chicken breasts for me and Pesk. Five chicken breasts for me and Pesk. Um, I think it's, you know, the thing is that the, the problem with the cotoletta, because it's so tasty, but you can eat it every day. Why? You know, because it's fat. You can eat it every day. It's simple, it's nice, but you can eat it every day. It's Just, like like Bobo Bobo Just like Bobo Vieri. Just like Bobo Vieri. Why Bobo Vieri you can have it every day? Because he's too much, he's too much. He was a bit of an asshole as well. Yeah, yeah, he breaks the spoiler. You remember when it was in um, 2002, Italian work, um, South Korean World Cup. Yes. He went to the, um, to, the journal, to the journalist saying that he was more man than all the people inside the room. Bobo Vieri, unfortunately, was quite ignorant back in the days. Now... A dickhead. A complete dickhead. He was breaking the spogliatoio. Just once he functioned for a team, and this time, and this time was for Juventus because he was surrounded by people like Zidane, you know, the Champs, people like that. Uh, also, in a way, Del Piero. I mean, people much stronger than him. But in Inter Milan, he was acting too much. It was his clan, uh, and in the end, uh, I mean, didn't bring too much. I mean, he brought value, but uh, the team didn't really flourish. They didn't win anything. And later, and should we remember what was the the striker that uh, he was playing with? Ronaldo, the phenomenon, and also Roberto Baggio. And 
my uh, favorite. Zamorano. Also, and the, the other my favorite. Uh, Maurizio Gandhi. I, I have also the shirt. El Chino Recoba. El Chino Recoba. Once uh, we're gonna do a, a special just for El Chino Recoba. It's gonna be more of a series of El Chino Recoba dishes. Uh, something like, uh, I don't know. Oh, ev- everything about fish about in him. He's a fisherman, he's a fisherman. El Chino Recoba. Truth to be told, my favorite player ever. I think I fell in love for Inter when I saw I was seeing player. But let's say, let's say, let's say on the this topic basket. Then we're gonna talk about the uh, Recoba. But so Juventus, what do you think? Predictions? Prediction time. Okay. Prediction time. I think. Prediction time. I think they're gonna win. Okay, two two. Two one in uh, in London. Juventus is gonna win two one. Yes. And uh, who's gonna score Pesk? Um First. Dybala gonna be back in the game and uh, Iguain. You and from Tottenham who scored I mean I don't wanna know who scored first in the so game. it's gonna be uh, score first uh, um, Juventus Tottenham is gonna score and then at the end of the game around the 70th Juventus is gonna score and make 2-1 I think Juventus okay we're very optimistic here let's let's be optimistic I think I'm not optimistic You're not I'm a goofo. You're a goofo. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I think Juventus is gonna win 1-0. It's gonna be a very difficult game. We're gonna score with Iguain or something like that and then we're gonna hold. Do you think that Pochettino is gonna defend? No, no, he's gonna, gonna score one goal. He's not gonna, gonna even score not even one goal. I think Juventus have a ch- has a chance to win just if we don't get goals. If we get a, a goal, it's gonna be very difficult. Hmm. Or we lose 3-1 and that's it. But you know, if I you think went... I think you're gonna win 2-1. Let's see, let's see. Predictions. What, what do we bet? What do we, we're already betting. Some, can you tell us, people from Nairobi, what we bet the other time? Was I don't it? remember. I think we should bet 5 euro on this. Okay, 5 euros. So what's the... 2-1 for you, man. But I think if we bet this money on, uh, like, euro bet, we put the 10 euros on the 2-1, we make more money. Maybe. <laughs> so we're gonna bet with Aerobat or William Hill or anything else. Thanks for the sponsorship. <laughs> exactly. So now we have these five amazing piece of chicken breast here. Why do they remind you of Bobo Vieri Pesk? Well, they remind me of Bobo Vieri because uh, they are a bit uh, ugly. With moment of which moment of career? They are consistent though. They are consistent as yes. Bobo Vieri. Yes, they're very consistent. And they're also a little bit slimy. I mean, these, these look like a Bobo Vieri, but Saturday night, you know? And after, uh, I don't know, and Riviera. I think that Fabrizio, Patrizio, decided to put, to give Bobo Vieri, because we know we have a lot of supporters from Australia. And there is a deep connection about Bobo Vieri. Yes, Bobo Vieri is the only Italian player that was thinking in English. Really? Yes, because, you know he, because uh, I think he was born in Australia, right? In particular, because the brother, is uh, a famous actress the brother was playing for the Australian football team Australian national team okay I didn't know Max Vieri Max Vieri he played also for Naples yeah and he was actually playing in the Australian national team how crazy is that it's very crazy but because I think Bobo Vieri was born in Australia yeah the father was a football player as well Went. You know, one of the missed opportunities of Bobo Vieri, I think uh, I always saw Bobo Vieri playing well for the Leeds in UK, I don't know why. It would have been amazing it UK, like, it would have been amazing UK, it because like it was technical but as well strong to keep up with the I don't think it was Premier technical. League. It was super technical. No, no, not technical. No, 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 well, not technical, I say 
people in Zagi is not technical. But it's for not technical. No, it's technical. Okay, technical how? Pepiero? No, not for sure like Pepiero, but for being like a, you know, a bull, uh, you, you have to, you know, you have striker, you have to define them in the category. I don't know, to be like in the, in the bull category, it was pretty technical. I think it's crazy because uh, I remember... I'd it was not Christian Janke. I was following this It was not Oliver Bioff. Great pronunciation, Pesk. Oliver <laughs> Bioff. Uh, I think one of the things that I remember more fondly of Bobo Vieri is, of course, an episode about my life uh, and doesn't have anything in common with him, is that I bought Bobo Vieri fantasy football for 400 billions and we had uh, 700 billions. And I followed him and actually, okay, it's true that... Uh, it was 2004. It's true that it's not technical, but in a it's way, technical. it was always shooting the goal. It's technical in, in the, the right shooting. Moment, it's technical in the, right in the possession. It's technical in the stop. It's not like people in Zagi. Yeah, but the, you know, he never scored the Totti goal. He never scored because the Totti goal. we're about different players. No, we're talking about tech. If you're talking technique. No, I'm talking about bull striker, meaning those kind of strikers that are really heavy and uh, they're really like the, the number nine. Okay, how, many, how many other number nine do you know more technical than him? Nine, not ten. Okay, uh, Cavani? In Ita- Italian. Italian? Montella? Who's not a number nine? It was not a number nine. Who's not a number nine? What number is Montella, man? Well, number eight? That's Tommasi. In num- number 11, seconda punta. I don't think so, it was uh, the first one. In fact, he was battling with Batistuta, which is still more technical than Vieri. Uh, but we are talking about Italian player. And and I will say that Batistuta, Batistuta and Vieri uh, have the same technical. Basically, you should tell us where you find this information. But uh, well, thanks for this. Thanks for this. And uh, now I'm going to stop for a minute because I'm going to start cooking. So, cook. guys. Cook. Cook. Guys, really, it's time. Welcome back, everybody. So we just watched. We're back uh, and catch a pepper, guys. If you in case miss it during the break. <laughs> so just we just watched the highlights of uh, Milan Ludogorets, Ludogorets, uh, where AC Milan won uh, three nil. Where did they play, Besk? Ludogorets. Very cold city in uh, Bulgaria. Great, great country. We have a lot of followers in Bulgaria. Actually, hi guys, how you doing? I hope you didn't accept bad the the defeat, but you know it was a great match uh, because AC Milan is coming back. They say um, Cutrone. We talk about people in Zaghi uh, recently, and uh, it seems that Cutrone is the new people in Zaghi. He's a reincarnation of people in Zaghi. He doesn't know how to touch the ball. He doesn't know. He doesn't know where where uh, where uh, where to pass the ball, but he knows something best. What does he know? He knows where to stand in the box. Ooh. Well, that's an important feature for a striker. Something was missing in uh, in the striker uh, this year for AC Milan. Andre Silva, what do you think about it? <laughs> I bought it at Fanta Calcio Fantasy Football, and he scored actually eight goals in UEFA and zero goal in Serie A. That's a great statistic for somebody who was paid 40 millions. What about Kalinic? Well, Kalinic is even worse, but uh, I think he, sh- he should be at the bed as a player. No, it's just like he needs the team to play for him. And the problem is AC Milan is not made for playing on oh, him. Also, yeah, AC Milan is not a team, so... But, so guys, 
uh, Europa League is coming back, right? And you're gonna right now is happening. You're gonna listen this podcast after after the results of Europa League. So we're not gonna talk about about uh, much about the results, even though that we know that Atalanta lost 3-2 against Borussia Dortmund and the half match Napoli and Lazio are still drawing. Yeah, still drawing, even though they're they're so good. That's the thing with the Italian teams. Uh, they really don't like UEFA or Europa League. They found it's mostly a pain in the ass to play on a Thursday, play in Bulgaria, then coming back. They don't really care to. They don't really care about winning the trophy. But for this reason, we want to talk about the, the five reasons why actually the Europa League is very cool. Pesk for an Italian perspective. So top five Pesk. So my number five is completely different from the one that Patrizio puts because it was very cool. Mine. We need to remember the last Italian coach who won the UEFA Cup. Who was? Alberto Malesani. The god of the coaches. Such a, actually, such a nice person somehow. One of the authentic person of football, also an innovator. Because uh, with this uh, Fiorentina, with this uh, uh, Parma, he actually uh, put a new ways new perspective in the football of the 90s uh, playing with uh, a 3 for 3 for a well and uh, really offensive and for it actually coach that was basically unknown so he won uh, Europa League UEFA at the time which year passed do you remember 1999 1999 mm. and who was playing for that Parma well uh, Juan Sebastian Veron Hernan Crespo Nestor Sensini Alien Bogosian Buffon I think Asprilla already left at the time but Cannavaro and Lilian Turam so it was a, an incredible team actually uh, so many good players come out from that Parma for a very small city for a very small city we want to say hi to Job but probably yes my cousin he supports Parma hi Job how are you doing the only and, Napolitan guy that probably supports Parma and he doesn't have uh, since then basically Parma just, uh, was relegated went bankrupt he's uh, not existing anymore but now they're coming back back in the game so just to remember about Alberto Malesani that was such an awesome but now he become one of these men uh, for football because uh, he got lost basically yeah, basically he was uh, was kicked out by by all the Italian teams, and then he went to from Verona. He was uh, anyway, he was kicked out, and then he went to Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos gave a show talking about Mister Varinios Anis. I don't remember that. He was uh, basically giving a trapattoni, like a, a trapattoni speech, a rap uh, between uh, uh, Greek and Italian. And since then, uh, inter- the internet never took it really seriously yeah he went to Genoa where he did gave another awesome experience where he was saying I'm not Mollo Mollo means I'm not weak so I'm not Mollo I'm not Mollo that's one of the good memories that uh, that the UEFA is bringing back to okay. us so this was number five number four number four Pesk number four it's up to you well it's actually for, for us number four reason why the Europa League is very cool is that it's bringing good memories back Today we see Balotelli and AC Milan playing internationally finally. So it reminds us that Balotelli maybe can do something good again with Nice. How old is he? Now it's 27. 26, yeah. I mean, he's in the stage like since 2010, basically when uh, he won the Champions League with uh, Inter Milan. And 
already eight years passed by, but this guy didn't put his head uh, on the shoulders. As a... I mean, the last um, important match we remember in Italy of Balotelli was uh, the two goals he scored against Germany. 2012, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a game that I think Italy won 2-1 against Germany, semi-final Euro 2012, and then Italy lost 4-0 against Spain, just because we were very tired, this is what we tell each other. We were very tired. And then after that also Prandelli disappeared. Also now, AC Milan hasn't been playing the Champions League for how many years past? Maybe five years? Since Allegri was in the, the trainee, right? I think it was five years. Yeah. And now, look, look, look at that. Uh, AC Milan is winning more games with, for instance, this team, Luto Goveritz. And uh, so it shows how, how good the pass could be if you watch it in the Europa League. <laughs> this crazy, lovable Europa League. So, then, reason number three why we like it is because, like, with all the loves, like with all, it was just yesterday, St. Valentine's Day, and just, you know, when you're basically busy in doing things that you don't like, you realize what you, most, you miss the most. And what do, you, what do we miss the most? Well, if we look at uh, Europa League from a Napoli perspective, we miss Scudetto and Serie A. So basically, uh, Europa League makes you realize that uh, the things you care the most, uh, like for instance playing Campionato, because Napoli doesn't give a damn about playing Europa League. As we see by the, the squad they put in place. Like... Usually they score three or four goals and now they're tying with the Lipsia. And Maggio is playing. Maggio is such an awesome player. Also Tonelli. Maggio, what, what we should say about Christian Maggio? Christian Maggio was an amazing left back uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> How old is he? 37? I think he's 37. He's the captain of Naples. He's the real captain. Forget about Apsic. Remember Maggio. Well, the, the, his main peak career probably was when he was in Fiorentina. He was such a cross deliver. It, it reminds me a bit of uh, basically a defending Cantreva. So one of these guys with his uh, iron uh, instead of... Uh, uh, of feet and it's just like terrible but uh, I think in reality the, his peak was when he was playing with in Sampdoria with Cassano like he scored more than 10 goals and uh, it really seemed we found our Cristiano Ronaldo but in reality we found out it was just Christian Maggio and so that was the reason why we always love Europa League because it makes you realize that what are the most important things in life and then you get the reason number two for us, well, for me, is actually Ronaldo scoring against Luka Marquezani. It's a goldies from the Which 90s. Year? It was, I think it was 1998. Was season 1997? 1997. 1997. No, it's 1998. Nin- season 1997-1998, Lazio was playing Inter Milan in the final. And the Inter Milan had this very cool kit, it was a grey shirt. Uh, was not, nothing like the black and uh, the, the black and blue that uh, they all usually was wear. the first season of Ronaldo in Inter. It was the first season, uh, and Ronaldo. I mean, we all remember this. Uh, it was fan- just a phenomenon. You just Google it on my put it on YouTube. Uh, the amazing goal that Ronaldo scored against Lazio, dribbling uh, 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 dribbling uh, Marcagiani, and then on the final there was also a young Javier Zanetti who opened the goals of the match. It was actually three 0 for uh, Inter Inter Milan and. Uh, I mean, I'm not a supporter of Inter Milan, but that's one of the best memories from w- the culture. Watching that Ronaldo was like watching constantly you porn that year. And uh, it was not, uh, it was not fat. Just yes. amazing play. Just play. But the real reason, reason number one. 
is that if you watch Europa League tonight, it means that you really love football because there would be no reason ever to watch Europa League. It's a very fucked up competition where basically uh, the, play, the, the teams uh, qualify just because they don't play good enough or they get, uh, they get relegated from Champions League. So it's a bunch of teams, including two teams uh, sponsored by Red Bull. Actually, yeah, Salisburg and uh, Lipsia. And uh, the, the level of football is actually not, not amazing at all. I mean, probably the best combination of this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this turn is, uh, is Borussia is uh, Atalanta. And it's still pretty bad, actually. Who's going to be your prediction for winning this UEFA Cup? Uh, I think, actually, if uh, either Borussia or Atalanta. There is also another team. A similar? Another team. Mr. Arsène Wenger. <laughs> With his arsenal, and actually with Albame Young now playing and uh, Mitrovian also. But do you think they're eligible for UEFA? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, they're playing the UEFA. Okay. Then, uh, I mean, yes. Also, what's interesting about UEFA this year is that uh, if you win it like last year, you get qualified for Champions League. So who do you think is interesting in winning the UEFA Cup? Because I it's not going to go to the Champions League Definitely, sure. definitely. Uh, Arsenal and AC Milan because I think Arsenal is like sixth or something while AC Milan is sixth in Serie A and uh, can hardly arrive either uh, fourth it's impossible for AC Milan because they're playing uh, they're not playing uh, really I mean they're playing like complete shit but yet now uh, with Gattuso on the bench they're making some uh, results yeah since 23rd of December when he joined they did nine uh, matches with a positive outcome Say. And with Cutrone on with top. Cutrone. But what Cutrone you, 15 goals this year. What do you think, Pesk? Who, who would you like to lift the trophy? Last year was Manchester United. And we were watching the match together. It was one of the saddest days of our lives, probably. No, no, I watched uh, Mourinho do the, the three, meaning the three platter, because actually he won the, the UEFA Cup, the Community Shield, and the FA Cup. And, and how plays Mourinho? His teams always play so greatly. I mean, it's like uh, you're drinking champagne and at the same time you're getting with the... Well, uh, I mean, somebody that you believe sexually very appealing. <laughs> Weird. Weirdo. <laughs> well, just to hear, uh, we put the Cotolette Bobovieri on top of the fire. Here you can hear it. Sounds amazing. Basically, what, <laughs> what you need to remember is that always in Italian cuisine you always use oil. So what you type put, of oil? extra virgin olive oil from the like fields. You, like you when you were 16 years old? Uh, yes, I was extra virgin and uh, I was smelling like olive oil baskets. Uh, it's nice to remind of, of our uh, uh, listeners. When it's time to take out the, the cotolette well, you, from you, the... You, you have to wait that they become a little bit golden. Okay. Like a golden retriever? Like a golden retriever but uh, without showering, which is basically the condition of a golden retriever, I believe. Okay, so we say all this about UEFA Cup. Today is an important Thursday uh, for this reason. Also, my eyes are on Copenhagen because uh, uh, they're always a team playing UEFA Cup. And they never go like any forward. I thought I thought you were talking about the condition of your eyes. Also, also, also. I'm a supporter of Copenhagen because uh, I spent much time in Copenhagen. I went to see actually Atletico Madrid versus Copenhagen when I was in Copenhagen. They play really bad, guys. You play really bad. But. Who's playing? If I can never do this at all. 
Who's playing? Who's playing Copenhagen basketball this year? This year, probably Albak, the Swedish player, is still playing. He was like 40 years old the last time I was seeing playing, and probably is still playing. No, to be honest, I don't really know much about uh, Copenhagen. Do you know? Uh, I have a shirt from Copenhagen, uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's you never watch it. Yeah, I never watch it. It's actually a present from a friend of mine from uh, from uh, from uh, yes, uh, from Denmark. Uh, his name you is uh, Anders. Anders. An- Anders, we love Anders, you. I miss you, man. I miss you. That was something you, so you always want to say to him. You never did it. Uh, yes, that I uh, I really wanted to have the the shirt of Copenhagen. Sexual feeling. <laughs> And uh, yes, I gave him back a Juventus shirt. It was a really good moment of uh, of friendship. Which shirt? Uh, I think it's uh, 2008 uh, with no name. It was very cheap. I found it on eBay. Maybe it's fake. I'm not sure, Anders. Uh, but I miss you, man. And we should be hanging out right now. Right now. I miss you. Also, uh, I think. Well, we're about to finish uh, the to fry the cotolette, and I want to say hi to Brian. Okay, so this is the t- moment that all the people say hi. I actually want to say Brian as well because he's from Tottenham, and uh, probably he's enjoying this moment. We're so gonna much. kick your ass, man! We're gonna kick your ass. Wait for us in London. So, this cotolette Bobovieri are almost on the way to an end. Do you want to say something more about Bobovieri? I think Bobo Vieri is one of the greatest misses opportunity of Italian football, and also he missed a great more than who else? Antonio Cassano? No, not really. I think it's a better opportunity than. But I'm sorry because I'm sorry about Bobo Vieri for two reasons. The first thing, Inter Milan was put him in surveillance, okay, and the second Typical thing. Juventus football player. And the second thing is that he missed the 2006 World Cup because he was too fat to join it. No, actually injured himself while playing for Munich, uh, Monaco and broke his knee. That's the reason why, not because he was too fat. Because he was also too fat, you can check the score, he never scored basically. Well, and uh, so he was excluded, but maybe that's why we won, because if Bobo Gieri was there, he was breaking the... Uh, instead we had Pippo Inzaghi. Which is gorgeous one goal, but we had Materazzi. Let's remember Marco Materazzi, even though I don't like him much for what he represents. Let's just remember him and thank him for this amazing Bobo Vieri Godolette. Guys, it's time now to go. Uh, we would like to thank all our Australian friends. This uh, cotolator dedicated for you guys. I think we're organizing a meetup in Nairobi and in Sydney very soon. I'm gonna call it the cotolator meetup. So stay classy in Nairobi and Sydney. And stay hungry in Sydney. Guys, <laughs> have fun. Bye. <laughs>